Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are very fortunate to have Grace Vandecruz on the show. Uh, she is a leading financial expert. Uh, she's also the author of an incredible book, which is called Homeless to Millionaire. And she'll tell us a little bit more about that, um, as well as perhaps she'll tell us about her mountain climbing at some point, uh, because that seems to be a shared interest of ours. But before we get to all of those things, Grace, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Fantastic, Grant. Uh, thank you for having me on. There is a Nigerian proverb that's my favorite, and it says, wherever the stream flows, it never forgets its source. <laughs> so my great source of inspiration is my late grandmother, and she and my granddad had nine children. Wow. Though they had limited resources, they found room in their hearts to adopt five young sisters who lost their mom. Wow. So my grandmother raised 14 children and she did this. It's just phenomenal. She did this in a very small country in South America, Guyana. And uh, uh, and as a result, I am one of 52 grandchildren. Oh my God. Wow. What a story. (laughs) But Ben, as we speak here today, among us friends, I can assure you that I was the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I was the, her favorite from an early age because my grandmother, by the way, she learned to read and write from reading the King James Version of the Bible. And she would say to me, you have grace, you have lengthened my years, and you have blessed my eyesight. which was quite an amazing thing for me to hear as a child. And I grew up uh, in a home. If you had asked me at four or five, uh, describe your life, I would tell you back then that I was rich. Why? Because I was surrounded with such a large family with lots and lots of love, with uncles who always had me on their shoulders, just so warm. That's wonderful. Uh, and my grandmother, who was so caring and loving and had a heart bigger than the world could contain, right? So she, uh, in addition to telling me how blessed I was, she would always say to me, believe beyond your limits. Believe beyond your limits. I, those, those words, I didn't quite understand what it meant, but as I lived life, as I pursued my careers, as I climbed mountains, as I survived homelessness, those words resonate with me. It has been the theme throughout my life of believing beyond my limits. So I'll pause there for now, but in terms of my background, I wanted to share a bit of, 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 of me. Uh, yeah. I love I, I love that. I, I definitely am going to borrow that with my two children and give them that same advice because I think that encapsulates uh, 
what we all hope for uh, from our children and grandchildren. So Grace, you know, you've had this amazing career. You've been an investment banker. You've really supported women, uh, giving, helping them with financial literacy, as well as obviously working as a financial auditor and public accounting. A lot of that is related to finance. Tell me more about what you're working on and how you see that space. Sure. I began my career as a CPA, and I worked for one of the big fours auditing. I did that for six years, and uh, after six years, I got a bit bored and wanted to pursue uh, a career in finance, uh, uh, got an MBA from the Wharton Business School, mm-hmm. and that just ushered me into a career in, on Wall Street, focused on mergers and acquisitions and capital raisings, mainly for financial services companies. And then later on, I specialized in the insurance industry. So fast forward today, spanning a career of 25 years, I have advised on over $25 billion of transactions. And uh, I sit on a number of company boards. And uh, what I found was everywhere I went, particularly when I went back to communities, and churches and women's groups, they would say, look, you're uh, as a banker, what would you advise us to do? And I, I began to realize there was a lot of confusion out there mm. in terms of finances. Everyone knew that they needed to take control over finances. But if you were to turn on the TV and listen to some programs, they, you would be more confused uh, in terms of what next steps to do. Yeah. And so... I wanted to write a book that will honor my grandmother. I wanted to dedicate this book to her. I wanted to dedicate this book to my parents who uh, are immigrants and who had a dream way beyond their circumstances to better their lives. But I wanted also to write a book that anyone can pick up and say step by step, here is how you climb your financial abundance mountain right and in in a same systematic approach and i would climb a physical mountain because i will uh, as a mountaineer i've all i've also climbed over 25 mountain peaks yeah and uh so the uh, theme was homeless to millionaire share my own story and six keys to uplift your financial abundance and uplift from the mountain uh climbing metaphor which is one, understanding your financial history, P, planning for the future, L, creating a lifestyle that's consistent with your beliefs and values, I is investing for the future, and T is trust in a state, mm-hmm. you know, leaving a legacy for a, a one to three generations in the future. And Grace, I mean, the book sounds spectacular and something that I I truly feel that everyone needs. I mean, it's funny. I think that before the pandemic, if someone had asked, do we need more financial literacy? The answer would have been absolutely, because uh, there are so many, so many individuals that just don't have any any understanding of the financial landscape. But now where we live in this world with 
these announcements on cryptocurrencies every day and SPACs and uh, you know, I I was asked by my father for advice, and I I basically had to pause and say, "Listen, you need to speak to somebody that knows a lot more than me." <laughs> you know, I'm the marketing and communications guy. I think I think we need grace. So, but put it in the context today. I mean, where all of this is, there's so many kind of I would say major changes that we're seeing. A whole bunch of new people that are are seeking financial knowledge. Tell me more about how you're supporting that effort. Absolutely. So in addition to writing the book, what I've done within the book is that I listed websites, worksheets, apps that you can download and link uh, your uh, investment portfolio, your, your checking and savings accounts, just have everything in one place. Financial abundance is at the tip of our fingers. And I said, well, since we're using this little computer in our hands every day, why don't we just integrate it with our finances in terms of let's put a budget together? You know, let's, and, and this is a, just a simple, straightforward uh, approach of how we do this. I think before we start is really examining our financial history. And we all have a financial history, a history as ethnic groups, history as families, and history as individuals. And if we were to all take a step back and look at our financial history, we will find some type of trauma in that history. Either family members borrowing money that hadn't been returned, homes that were foreclosed from our parents, someone filed bankruptcy that impacted us. And in my book, I have concluded that many of us find it such a hard time to move forward with taking the steps necessary because we are suffering from financial PTSD. <laughs> Until we address why that PTSD has occurred, how we, you know, how is it blocking us? What mm. kinds of fears that we have to face? And then say, look, Let's move forward. And I, I mean, I have uh, in the prep at the end of the very first chapter, I have affirmations because wow. I understand just like when we're, you know, training for a marathon or training to climb a mountain and we have to have the sort of a mental uh, capacity, like a mindset shift. We have to do the same thing with our finances. Yeah. And why, and why don't we? You know, we live in a world that where uh, our youth are more comfortable talking about sex more than they are about money. Yeah. I want to encourage us to really put it all out of the table. Yeah. And that's when we gather together as friends. Let's talk about what's your latest investment uh, 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 revelations that you've had or, gee, what stocks are, are doing so well, even when the market isn't in a downturn. Where do we see wealth in the capital market? That's a, you know, that's a really interesting thing that you're mentioning there. So do you find now that that is happening more with, you know, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things you highlighted was supporting women as they become more financially literate. Do you find that that's happening more where they're, they're talking and sharing knowledge and, and really opening up on that front? It all depends. I think in certain segments, I see it happening much more. I mm -hmm. think 
people are willing and open to talk. You know, we had, uh, an, we're living in such a fascinating time right now where we're dealing with the pandemic. We're dealing with shifts in the way we work and live mm-hmm. and, where, and, and where we see the future. Now is the best time to talk about it. Right. Now is the time to really shift our focus on it because, look, I've got great news for everyone listening. In a post-pandemic world, there will be more wealth created than ever before. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's, it's how, however, we have to equip ourselves with the knowledge. We have to have the uh, resources and the guidebooks to do it. We need a blueprint. Right. I hear you. So tell me, because you alluded to the pandemic, I would be curious, um, you know, over the last 18 months, how have you seen that impact the, the individuals that you support and advise and really in the broader landscape, um, any opportunities that we should be thinking about? Sure. So what I see is that uh, on the one hand, I see companies that are doing exceedingly well. Uh, I see them, you know, having a high, the highest level of productivity in the pandemic and it went right to their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do see an additional stress on employees working all the long hours with no boundaries between work mm-hmm. and between and between uh, their home life. And, uh, and because health and wealth are so linked uh, together, the pandemic was, was really a pandemic in a pandemic. And for some people, a triple pandemic uh, with the, their uh, lifestyles, their health, their wealth, and their finances all being impacted at the same time. So there's clearly a dis, you know, disparity where there's a widening of the income gap. There's a widening of the knowledge gap all that happening at the same time. This is why it's so incumbent upon us to equip ourselves with the knowledge to make sure that our investment portfolio is growing with the growth of the market, Mm -hmm. that we are invested in the types of stocks that are going to be significant growth in the future, whether it's be on the cutting edge of technology, whether it be electric cars, solar energy, you know, where the world is shifting. Because I really think that this is the time to re-examine our investment portfolio and to see is this company that I'm invested in or this segment of the market I'm in, is this going to play a significant role in the future? Mm-hmm. And, and will it be able to uh, be part of the in the yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. It's it's almost like that watershed moment where um, it seemed somehow that the pandemic acted as that break from the past to the new. And uh, you know, I've said this several times on the program, but I I truly feel that the pandemic worked as that moment where where that one board member that always voted every innovation down for one reason or another, sometimes very good reasons, but this was the time where that person was silenced (laughs) and everyone went, no, 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 you know, no, John, we're not going to listen to you this time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I can tell you, I can tell you as, as a a director on the four boards, uh, innovation is leading the way. Uh, I love it. 
Yes. And the, the way customer, the customer experience from uh, the way companies interface directly with the consumer, that is rapidly changing. And so it is exciting to see and watch. But I also think it's also uh, a great opportunity for investments in those companies and in those sectors that are growing. Yeah, I agree completely. So Grace, uh, you know, with all this experience that you have, when you look forward to the future, what are the things that you're seeing on the horizon? What I'm seeing is uh, this is the golden age of technology uh, coupled with the golden age of entrepreneurism. So I see that uh, companies that are embracing AI, uh, embracing virtual reality, augmented reality, 3D printing, uh, electric, solar cars, all of the new technologies that will usher in the future, uh, those companies are going to grow. Companies that are changing the way uh, they interface with customers and reducing uh, the pain points are companies that are going to thrive. And what I love about this time is that it gives both us as individuals and as large corporations a chance to really reassess where we are mm -hmm. and really change and, and, and accelerate the pace of change. And that's what I think is the secret sauce of us capitalizing on those companies that are embracing this uh, change with their might and really uh, bringing a new focus to what they offer to consumers. I love it. Uh, Grace, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. We've been speaking with Grace Vandecruz. Uh, Grace has many, many businesses that she's involved with, but she's the managing director of Grace Global Capital. Grace, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, uh, where, where should they find you? Yes, at my website, graceglobalcapital.com. Graceglobalcapital.com. Great. Well, we've been speaking with Grace Vandecruz. She's the author of Homeless to Millionaire. She's been giving us financial advice and, and really, I think, capturing the essence of the moment, which is that we are at a watershed moment. It is a time to rethink your financial approach. We are building a, a brave new world, and it's happening right now. Uh, so thank you, Grace, for being on the show. We look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. And my book, Home is the Millionaire, can be ordered from Amazon. Excellent. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.